Sensitivity is intelligence. With grace and skill, you have abundance. Welcome to the Psychic Hour. Host Kelly Brickle is a psychic medium healer, numerologist, and teacher. Her passions are learning about the soul and energy. Whether it's through spirit, emotion, or vibrational numbers, there's always a pathway of information waiting to help. Now, here is your host of the Psychic Hour, Kelly Brickle. everybody welcome to the psychic hour on WLTKDB it's great to have you um, on the show with me today remember if you have any comments or if you have a question um, we always take questions later on in the show um, when we have our expert on and today we have Shelly Wilson and so she's a fantastic coach intuitive medium I'll be introducing her more uh, she's created oracle cards and she's really just um, a beautiful speaker and author regarding spirituality and works. And, you know, this is very much a part of her life. So we'll have her on later in the show. We'll dive into her life and her spiritual journey. And um, please, yeah, um, if you would like to comment and interact, please go to the WLTKDB Facebook page. And that's where we're at. So it's a little secret. Sometimes not everybody knows that. So I wanted to throw that in, right? Um, the, the theme of the day, really, I want to focus on love and joy. I decided to cluster those two together because sometimes it's like love is kind of a, a polarizing word sometimes, right? Self-love, love, love of others. Love can be painful. Love can be glorious. Love can be amazing. Love can be conflicting. Um, but joy is pretty straightforward. And we're really looking for that vibration in today's inspiration when we talk about love. So it's going to be the, the mixture of joy and love. And I think it's so important to talk about it because, man, the state of the world is a little wonky again. It always will be, right? That's the name of the game. But, you know, I'm sure some of you have heard of you know, the news, like the Supreme Supreme Court news that was recent. And it's just like, sometimes whether it's news or things personally happening around us, family, friends, even a job. And it's just like, we can't control what's happening around us. Of course, we can control sometimes our environment, our inner environment. Um, and sometimes we can't even control that. And we have to start somewhere, right? We have to start from the ground up. And the one place we can control, I guess, work with is a better word, right? Um, Co-create, um, really flourish is our inside world. And our inside world extends to the outside world because people go, well, you know, like imagination, that sounds nice, right? But it's the, our imagination creates and co-creates the world around us. I mean, our personality is the amalgamation of our inner states. Yes, we are reflecting the others around us and we are mirrored to our reality. Ooh, I'm getting deep. But it is our inner state because if we were just what's around us with the people we surround ourselves with, we'd be carbon copies, right? We'd be just spitting out verbatim sometimes and we wouldn't have our own hopes and dreams and our inner thoughts and yearnings. So this all goes back to love and joy because it's like the vibrations we get around us 
can be wonky, but the vibration we cultivate in our own self, our minds, our feelings, or even our gut reactions, those can be changed. Those really can be. And there's this tool that I highly suggest. You know, there's many tools, but here's one cool tool. And I really have to give thanks and gratitude because the teacher who showcased this tool to me was Sonia Choquette. And Sonia Choquette is a wonderful lady. Look her up. She's um, a spiritual author, a speaker. She's an intuitive, wonderful, um, joyous, loving lady. So in vibration of what we're talking about. And one of the exercises that she teaches to individuals is, you know, if you can say out loud five things or 10 things even better that bring you joy, say it out loud and see if you can just rattle it off the top of your head. And, you know, it might seem that it sounds easy, right? It might seem like, well, yeah, it's just a couple of things I like, right? And it has to be a little bit more specific and individualized towards you, like, because it has to personify your joy. You know, you can't just say, if you like ice cream, oh, I just, I like ice cream. Um, I guess you can, but like the whole point of the exercise as, you know, I kind of key in with you on this is, you know, vanilla or chocolate. You might hate vanilla and you might love chocolate. All right. So we got to get keyed into the vibration. What about ice cream? Like lights you up, fills you with joy. Is it the happy memories about, you know, the first time we taste ice cream or did, did you do that every weekend after, you know, your friends um, and you got out of school? There's all these different things why ice cream makes you happy, right? Or some other food or some other thing that makes you happy. Like, for instance, five things that make me happy, just off the top of my head. I love rain and thunderstorms and lightning. I don't like to be hit by lightning. I don't want anyone else to be hit by lightning. But I love just seeing it in the sky and hearing it. I actually really, really like it. I also like the sound of railroads and like trains hitting the tracks. It's something very like actually quite melodic for me, which wouldn't be for many people, I would imagine. But those are the two um, things that come to the top of my head. And I love I love salsa. In fact, I just it's like one of my favorite snacks if I can get fresh salsa or make fresh salsa or pico de gallo. Right. And one of the colors that I most love are, you know, the intense reds. I love red. I love a deep red, like a brick red or a scarlet red or crimson red. Right. Uh, Red. (laughs) And another one, I I love cats. Hey, I have four of my own. Right. Um, Dive into that. I love, love cats. I, I just had cats growing up. And they give me so much happiness. I love their unique personalities. I could go into more and more and more why I love them. And so the beauty of this exercise is five things off the top of your head. And, you know, if you could spend a moment, go, ah, yeah, this is why I love them. But don't hang up on it because you want to keep in the vibration of joy and you want to increase your joy. So you want to go one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. And if you can go... 10 things within, let's say, a minute, you are in the vibration locked in of joy, my friends. Like, you are there. If you find that it's difficult to recall if you, when you say it out loud, right, it, um, or even in your mind, 
um, if you find that you're like, wow, like I just, there's, wow, nothing's coming to me. Or mm, I have to strain when I think about my five or my 10. The 10 is really good because it really pushes you. And if you can go beyond 10, even better. Um, it shows you that you're not quite in the vibration of joy. And, you know, we're not 100% in all the vibrations of the utmost positivity. We're not always expanded in these wonderful things, um, thoughts and feelings where we want to be because, you know, it could be the weight of the world. It could be what's going on in our mind. It could be we woke up and we had just a really weird dream, right? So there's going to be always something that's going to counterbalance that time or, you know, we're going to be weathering the storm, as they say. And so if you can kind of be the pilot, if you can be at the helm and go, I would like to steer into this as I'm living or I like to feel that today uh, more so than maybe this you can do that. You are in the pilot seat of your emotions and it just takes practice and it takes really steering into the vibration you want. And if it's love and joy, because those are really nice ones to feel. And those are emotions that people want to carry and give, right? Um, you can cultivate it with what you have because life is so many different emotions. It really is. And it's not that we don't feel the bad. It's not that we don't feel the complexity. Absolutely, that's supposed to happen. But if we want to feel a certain way because, my gosh, we have to refill our battery or we'd like to just experience something where we're like, life actually is this too, then, my gosh, I highly recommend that exercise. If you can do 10 in a row, you've put yourself in the vibration of joy or love. You've put yourself in the vibration of something that lifts you up and reminds you of something you'd like to experience and something that has given you those exact emotions of joy and love. And it's all unique to every individual, what that does for them. And it works because it's given you that. It's made you feel those things. You're not constructing it. Oh, I wish I was happy. I wish I was joyous. No, <laughs> you remember when and Memory, it doesn't know the difference between past, present, and future. If you remember something, if you think of something, if you feel something, you experience it like it's happening in that moment. So it really is quite a fantastic tool, quite powerful, really, not to be taken lightly, to be taken with, uh, you know, the understanding of the, the beauty that it can cultivate inside of you and with others. So with that said, I want you to think on that. I'm going to give you some love and thoughts. And we are going to have Shelly on in just a moment. We'll be back and looking forward to having her. Looking forward to taking your questions. See you in a bit. A certified spiritual life coach, animal communicator, past life regression, and a psychic medium. This is Charlie Lynn. 
Charlie Lynn and Chat with Charlie work with you to bring communication and understanding from spirit to those looking to gain insight. Charlie Lynn's spiritual journey has brought her to you, so take advantage and contact Charlie Lynn today. Book a reading, indulge in some Reiki work, or take the next step in your life with some spiritual life coaching. No matter, Charlie Lynn is here to help you. Search Chat with Charlie on Facebook. That's Chat with Charlie on Facebook. Welcome back. So we're going to introduce Shelly. She's an author, an intuitive medium. She's a coach, an oracle card creator. Hey, Shelly. And she is a conscious facilitator who is passionate about helping others wake up to their greatness. Welcome to the show. Oh, you're muted. You're muted. It happens sometimes. It's the funness of May. May is a vibration of five. So sometimes that five energy is going so fast it goes, woo, <laughs> we're going to throw in something that you didn't expect. <laughs> and that's okay. Oh, okay. We're going to figure it out sometimes. I love the, are those roses behind her? Those are gorgeous. Love those yellow roses. I believe they're roses. We still can't hear you. That's okay. okay. How about this? Yes. Yes. Perfect. <laughs> awesome. We just awesome. stop and smell the roses. That's okay. Yes. Yes. <laughs> I am so sorry about that. I should have been better prepared. But Kelly, I'm so glad um, for this opportunity to share a conscious conversation with you. Absolutely. Absolutely. Hey, it's just like, you know, life happens. I That's... That's a theme that I say frequently, <laughs> right? And yeah. that, you know, it's just to be conscious of whether it's seamless or, you know, multifaceted, it's the perfect thing that needed to be experienced for whatever reason. And here we are. Here we are. Yes. And I was listening to you talk about Sonia Choquette and I was blessed to study with her as well at Unity Village, one of my favorite places in Lee Summit, Missouri, and definitely get loving uh, using that exercise. My spirit loves. So I can definitely relate with a couple of the um, choices that you presented as well. Absolutely. Like, uh, yeah. So you said Unity Village. I'm not familiar with it. You said uh, in Missouri. So I yeah. grew up in Illinois and she was in the area. Um, so, you know, Celebrate Your Life is a place that I frequented. And she also did some workshops sometimes like Nitaska. So what was Unity Village like? Yeah. So Unity Village is um, where Unity Churches originated and that's in Lee Summit, Missouri. So she happened to be offering a workshop there. And that's one of my favorite places to visit anyway. And Sonia Choquette is one of my favorite people. So it was only natural that I go there at that same time. She was there to experience her. Cool. Okay. So it's a great yeah. resource for people to come to mind. Yeah. Does this still yeah. exist? Yeah, yeah. Unity Village is in Lee Summit. So it was established uh, like really long time ago when the Fillmore's established. 
um, Unity. So that's something that people can look up, unity.org or unitymagazine.org and so on. Very cool. So it's just one resource, right? So, yeah. hey, Shelly, um, <laughs> you know, I want to dive into your spiritual uh, you know, path um, and what led you to being the woman you are today. So really take me either you can say what you are inspired most right now within your work to be, or you can take me all the way back to the past where you're like, I have to do this. I have to, you know, get involved with spirituality. I'm having new experiences. Take me to where it started or take me right now to what you're doing. The main thing is I always knew things. I was always very sensitive to energies, but I was raised in an environment that wasn't necessarily conducive to sharing and having opinions and so on. And so it wasn't until 2008 when I had a reading with someone that helped to open me up to trust what I already knew to be true within myself. And then at that time, I became attuned to Reiki and began practicing that and teaching that and then began studying. And I know that uh, one of your teachers is my teacher as well, Lisa Williams, and also studied with James Van Prague and Tony Stockwell and John Holland and just stepped fully into doing being of service to spirit. And I definitely get that Reiki has assisted me along the way, helping to clear out that proverbial clutter, as I like to say, just to really align me with the truth of who I am. So what attracted you to Reiki? Did you have a session um, before so, or did you just know about energy? energetic healing and you're like, mm, I'm going to look into that further. Yeah. Well, the cool thing was, is Reiki wasn't really even my, in my awareness, honestly, but I um, was uh, on it, took a trip to Japan in 2008 and was just immersed in the culture and really enjoyed my time in Kyoto and my time in Tokyo. And it was during the reading that uh, the person actually brought up Reiki and she had said, you know, your hands shake, you have tremors. And she was reading me over the phone. So this would have been something she observed clairvoyantly. And I said, yes. And I said, you know, I realize I am channeling energy, but honestly, Kelly, it wasn't even in my awareness until that time. And then I dove in head first, feet first, uh, fully immersed in that energy, ready to welcome it into my life. And I know that Reiki really helped me also to give me the confidence to step forward on this path as well. And that's something you very much actively do now. You train people, you give sessions. Um, so it unexpectedly came, became a huge part of your life. Yes. And, and I tell people when working with the energy, of course, we're all made up of energy, but just having a basic even understanding of what energy is, knowing more about the chakras, knowing more about our energy field and how to practice that good energetic hygiene, that's going to help us throughout our life. And then if you invite Reiki into your life, I tell people it's definitely first and foremost for you, the person becoming attuned to it, but it's going to have a ripple effect throughout your life life and it's going to continue to help those around you as well. Absolutely. A lot of um, intuitives, psychics, mediums that I know of study Reiki at one or another time in their life, whether, you know, they go on to level just one or two or three. Um, it really helps them understand about their own energy. And then there's others that, you know, really 
use that as a teaching, like love and labor through you know, the rest of their life. Yeah. So that's definitely something that really called to you. What's something that you really think is special about the energy and what it has taught you? Well, I definitely feel, you know, once again, just giving me that um, awareness of energy because I am clairsentient. So I feel things and this helped me to understand more I'm picking up, having a better understanding of my own energy so that I can easily pick up on what's not mine, whether it is connecting to people psychically or connecting to people um, in spirit, reading them mediumistically. Absolutely. Um, I, you're absolutely right. I think that's a huge tool, a huge advantage to have because um, when you're sensing the body, feeling the body, and please share with me, um, you know, you'll hear things and or see things or feel things and it will come in like it's your own, but really it's about the other person because yeah. you're in such close proximity to them. Um, and it really teaches you that separation of, wow, this is not me. This is them. Absolutely. And, and to me, with so much chaos that we're feeling in the world that we've been feeling for quite some time, I realize that many people are sensitive to energies and they don't even realize it. And so this to me, once again, if they can have a basic understanding, tune in more to what they are feeling so that they can have that awareness then when it's not them, then they can do some cord cutting and energy clearing and grounding and centering and so on just to help them throughout their day. And once again, to me, practicing that good energetic hygiene, just like we would shower and brush our teeth and everything else, to me, that's an essential part of our day. Yeah, I, 100%, 100%. I yeah. think as the world becomes more energy sensitive, like this is almost going to be like going to the gym, you know, or brushing your teeth or washing your hair. Like it's, it's a must because it's just, it's a new type of information that everyone seems to be getting inundated with whether, you know, complex or, you know, fun and, ooh, that was cool. <laughs> exactly. And, and, you know, what I love, too, is a lot of um, people, of course, are tuning in more. They're heightening their awareness. And to me, this is the foundation of that. So when they have that understanding of energy, once again, they're going to be able to be able to tune in to the signs that they're receiving, tune in to the, the messages, especially when people need that clarity. You know, they don't necessarily have to seek someone out. They can connect more deeply to their own heart and spirit and gut and trust the information that they're getting for themselves. Yeah, yeah. Um you know, it unlocks that wisdom inside of us. Um, you know, energy presupposes the physical, so we can go to the source. My goodness, the things that unfold before us, um, we start waking up, you know? Um, I also kind of said earlier in the show, kind of like we're, we can be mirrors onto ourselves. And, and, you know, the world is a mirror to us at times. And over the course of you helping so many people with like mediumship and Reiki, like what has that taught you about yourself? Because, you know, there's so many people that come to um, you and you're by your way and you're like, wow, like I see myself in them or wow, I, I look at life differently. 
Yes. And, and, you know, to me, part of this journey into consciousness that we're on, as I said before, it's all about awareness. But I feel that people come into our life, as they say, for a reason, a season or a lifetime. But our life experience, the uh, what's in our frame of reference, all of that, I feel like we're having these life experiences so that when we do cross paths with someone else, that very well, we may have the knowledge and wisdom to be able to provide that to them as well. And, you know, I, I feel coming back to, you know, the idea of joy and love and having that compassion, because as we recognize, there's a lot of people seeking, but a lot of, once again, confusion out there in regards to where do I go? What do I do? Who do I trust? And with that, Kelly, I want to touch on even how we connected recently, you know, with someone seeking out duplicating our Instagram accounts and, you know, <laughs> scam people, for lack of a better way of saying it. And, and I watched how my morphed into yours. And so I notified you and then I, I guess it's disappeared because I've, I've checked unless they've got me blocked for that as well. But I find it fascinating even how when things are in our awareness like that, we can choose to stay calm and centered and grounded and respond, or we can freak out and react. Yeah, seriously, you know, the universe works in so many different ways and the way that it works through us. Um, and sometimes we get something we just didn't expect to happen, whether it's, you know, an Instagram, you know, faux pas and Instagram duplication, right? And we go, huh, I didn't expect that. Um, but it, the universe is is always working in, in, in different ways and, and calling to us. Um, and I guess, how can I put it? So it's funny that that was the vehicle that we kind of started talking because even though you've been a Facebook friend of mine, I, I, I don't think I've ever said hi to you through yes. Facebook. And I remember seeing you and, and smiling at you, actually. I don't know if you remember this, but I was at the Journey Within. Um, wow. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. You do remember. Okay. Yes. Yeah, so I remember going, okay, cool. Like, I like that person's energy. And so when I uh, created the show, you were actually one of the names floating around in my head. And so when you reached out to me just through that Instagram, just craziness for a heart, you know, beat of a second. I was like, okay, there's my sign. Might, might as well ask her. She was floating around. Right. right. You had your name written down on a piece of paper. So yeah. <laughs> I love that. Yeah. And, and, beautiful, right? You know, I'm getting chills with that, Kelly. And the thing is, is sometimes it is just a matter of timing because of course that was 2014 when we were at the journey within and, and studied with tony stockwell which to me that seems like uh, a blink of an eye ago you know but in reality time has passed since then but once again it's like the universe god spirit whatever term we wish to use always has this great way of saying hey maybe the two of you need to talk maybe you need to meet you know let's see how we can make that happen so not saying that's how the universe conspired to create that scenario but i feel like we were tuned in enough to say okay you know this is happening and so on and go from there yeah it comes however it comes and yeah maybe not exactly that per se in, you know, the intention behind it, <laughs> but that's funny how it comes. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I was like, okay, green light. 
Um, so thank you for, you know, being on. Um, actually, too, I wanted to ask you, we, we have some questions. So I want to say hi to Jesse Cat. And, you know, throughout the show, we, we might just like talk about something that somebody asks. It's such, you know, a naturally beautiful question. Um, and she asks to talk about like Reiki more. And um, if you can provide what definition of Reiki means. She's yeah. like, yeah. So, you know, working with uh, William Lee Rand's definition, Japanese or uh, Reiki is a Japanese stress reduction and relaxation technique that promotes healing. The idea to me is just even think of Reiki as love, as that healing modality. And as far as I'm aware, it is the only healing modality that you're actually attuned to two. There, of course, may be others, but none that I'm actually familiar with. So the idea with this is, you know, hand placement, channeling that healing energy. And I am a big believer in following your intuition. So I encourage my students to trust hand placement, to trust how long you're guided to place your hands in an area. And of course, you can do self-reiki as well as treat others. And that includes fur babies, too. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, it's, it's life force energy. Um, it's amazing kind of what people are guided to do with it, because some people are really guided to work with animals and other people are like, no, people are my thing. And other people are like plants. And uh, it will kind of like just un unleash something inside of you, I think, really. Yes. Yeah. And you I feel if you're drawn to it, if you are seeking it out, I feel like it's going to come into your life for a reason. Absolutely. Absolutely. So um, I guess what is, we're going back to Reiki, right? Um, what is something within Reiki that you feel like has really, I guess, helped others when wow. you, know, you tune into working with the frequency? I'll leave it open-ended like that. <laughs> yeah. Well, I definitely feel, you know, once again, for people that, you know, are seeking a session, of course, they are coming for a reason, whether they have a health condition or they need peace or other issues that they're needing support with, or of people that are wanting to become attuned to it, you know, of course, I remind people once again, if, if it's calling out to you, there's probably other reasons why it's there. I've had students come to me before thinking that it was because they were meant to help others heal. And to me, it's creating a space for healing. So even though we may be channeling that healing energy, it doesn't necessarily mean we're the ones doing the healing, we're the channel for the healing to occur. And I remind people once again, that it's always for them first, but it will have that ripple. And, and I love when people have that aha moment realization, realizing why they're there in class, that it wasn't just to help others. With, um, with Reiki, and I know you do mediumship too, um, are they very separate for you or do you find that there's overlap with the way that There is overlap, Kelly. And you know, what I realized too is if people are coming for a healing session, of course their loved one may come through. And sometimes for a mediumship session, I may be guided to offer them Reiki as part of that. So I always trust where spirit's guiding me in that direction. But typically if people are coming for Reiki, I 
allow that to happen, but I'm not going to prevent, as I said, a loved one from wanting to come in because sometimes that's what uh, is necessary for part of their healing. Absolutely. And is that something that you talk about then after the session or, um, you know, this person, I felt this person here? Yes. What I do is allow them time first to share whatever they were picking up or um, experiencing anything they were seeing or hearing and so on. And, you know, sometimes they will say, I felt my mother here. And, you know, that to me opens the door for them to have uh, additional information. And sometimes people are a bit taken aback about what they experienced and they don't necessarily have words to express that experience. So I just let them have space to process it and then we can discuss it more. And once again, at the same time, you know, just trusting that if I'm getting that nudge to offer them that hello, I will do it um, very tenderly, of course. Absolutely. So everyone's so different in their energetic healing style. And even I, I really believe that everyone's very different in their mediumship you know, with what they tune into. Um, and and please let me know, like, um, the different, I guess, tools you use within your work because you do have so many different tools that you use. So, like, how would you describe yourself as a healer, as, you know, a reader, as um, a facilitator for people? Yes, that's a great question. And I'm definitely, uh, especially when it comes to reading psychically and offer clarity, I'm not a fortune teller. So I will not predict someone's future. Instead, I'm going to give them tools to help them create the outcome that they're seeking. So I'm all about empowering someone to know even that the answers are within themselves and I don't want to disempower them. So what I find is even people coming um, with the same questions, I will just smile and say, ah, but do you want a different outcome? You know, let's take a look at this or perhaps maybe a reading isn't necessarily what you need. Maybe it's some coaching and looking at that, because if you truly are wanting something different, there has to be an intention and there has to be action steps in order to achieve that. And to me, everything that I do, I, my intention is to help others, to support them on their journey into consciousness, to experience aliveness. And I definitely want them to know that the power is within them, that they've always had that power. What's one of your favorite coaching stories? Ah, I think a lot of it has to do, uh, you know, just what's coming in is even the realization when people say, wait, you know, my, I can create I can create my future, my outcome, things like that. And I said, well, you can't create everything, you know, because some people say, well, I want to win the lottery. I said, but this is the reminder that once again, you have the power within when you know that everything is energy, tune into that and know your intention behind it, align your thoughts, words, and actions. So I, I'm just recalling my um, memory with a woman that I had worked with. Um, for a bit, she had first come to me at a spirit fair, and I, she was just gloomy, doomy, down and out, and, and very frustrated that life wasn't happening how she wanted it to be. And I stayed firm and, and gave her information with much love. And now, when I see her, she just smiles and says, "You know, I just appreciate you holding space for me." And yes, I was very angry and frustrated with life, but you helped me to see things differently. And that helped me to get to where I wanted to be. 
So holding space, it's a lot of holding space. It's a lot of, you know, yeah. just letting people know that it's safe and okay. And to let just whatever comes out, comes out, but then to feel like it's neutral, you know, how you're there for them. Yes. And, and for people that aren't familiar with what holding space is, I mean, this is literally allowing something to happen, thinking of love when you think of that person, even praying for them, if you want to use that term. And a lot of it is just trusting that they're having their human life experience, that they have free will and the power to choose, but you're holding space, meaning, and, and I like to just envision them surrounded in love and light and peace. What's something that you frequently, um, I guess, say and, and, and cultivate within your coaching clients? What's, what's, what's something that you find really opens up their hearts? A lot of it is just the reminder that they are loved and the reminder that they are worth it and that it's okay to practice that self-love and self-care, that it's not selfish as some people originally deem it. Having boundaries is important also and, and that it's okay to choose themselves. You know, once again, we're all having this human life experience and sometimes we feel like we shouldn't make ourselves a priority, but in reality, that to me is a necessity. And as they say, Kelly, you know, we've got to keep our tank filled and we've got to keep our battery charged because if we're running on empty, we don't have a lot of energy to provide to others. Sure. So within your life of becoming a coach and an intuitive and a healer, um, what order did you find that it, it went in as you started to open up your skills and abilities and understanding about yourself. Yeah, so definitely working with Reiki, becoming that um, channel for healing and then stepping fully into doing mediumship readings, doing psychic readings. And to me, the coaching just came naturally as part of that. But I know it began with Reiki. And what was interesting when I was younger, I'd always um, thought about, well, I want to be a teacher. And, and then I decided, yeah, I don't think so. I want to go on. I got a business degree and, and working with accounting and, and so on. And uh, then I realized, wait, a lot of what I'm doing now is teaching and, you know, providing people those tools. But, you know, when we're young, we don't think in that necessarily that capacity. You think of teaching school, public education, that kind of thing. So I love how my original feelings um, and ideas circle back around. Absolutely. And so you're, you're, you're teaching, you're speaking, like you're an author. So you're, you're constantly sharing your knowledge and uplifting people. And so what was the first, um, I guess, moment where you're like, I have to write, like, you know, I have to <laughs> take, take me through that story. Yeah. So what was interesting is I was just really getting the nudge to share my journey into consciousness. And so I wrote the book and then I sent it off to publishers, just hoping that, um, you know, someone would want to pick it up. And, and they pretty much said um, it's too autobiographical and you're not well known. 
So that's the gist of it. So I I just Mm -hmm. set it aside. I had two courses with the Daily Ohm. And so I was guided to go ahead and convert those courses into books. So those were the first two books that I published, 28 Days to a New You and Connect to the You Within. And I decided, you know what, I'm just going to self-publish Journey into Consciousness. So I did that book. And that is my story, my life up to my awakening, awakening to when the book came out in December 2013. And throughout the book, I put tools for your journey, how you could relate to some of the things that I experienced. And it really helped me just to share some of those things um, in life that I had been going through. And then a couple of years ago, right um, when the world changed, so to speak, March of 2020, is when I published Embracing the Magic Within. And that book is a compilation of personal stories, words of wisdom, tools on your journey. And I purposely um, created the book so it would be also used as an oracle. So you can literally just hold it up, open it up randomly and ask spirit, you know, what do I need to know at this time and see what page you land on. Very cool. Is there like a deck that goes with it? Yeah, so I created two decks of cards as well. I created um, the Cards of Empowerment that came out in uh, 2018. And I took all the pictures myself with that card deck. And then I also um, was guided to then do clarity cards when the book came out, Embracing the Magic Within. So both of these decks are meant to be used as oracle cards, or you can ask specific questions, or you can just ask, what do I need to know at this time? And see what comes through. Is that um, a way that you like to work with people as well, like pull cards for them? It is. What I love is, you know, when I offer mediumship, of course, that is focused on connecting with their loved ones. When I read psychically, offer clarity, I give what comes through. But then I also like to work with a few cards as I do that. And so, of course, one of my ghost twos are the the decks that I created and inevitably what I had just spoken to them, then spirits giving a visual. So I always love how that works. Absolutely. Yeah, especially if you create the cards yourself, you're just so um, familiar with the symbols, right? So right, right. Really, really good locked-in readings. Um, so, yeah, like, wow. As you can see, everybody, like author, uh, oracle card creator, coach, healer, medium, just a, a very, very multifaceted life. Um, at what point? Did you, um, because you said you started with Reiki first, right? And Mm -hmm. everything created from there. Um, What really, I guess, led you to, to, um, you were in Japan. I'm like, I'm backtracking as like, I'm seeing this. You were in Japan. Like, what led you to even Japan? Yeah, so my one of my um, childhood friends, she uh, was working in Tokyo, and she said, you know, Shelly, you want to come over? Um, and I was like, how could I not want to come over? And, you know, got to enjoy that time there. And, yeah, she had to work a good time, a good portion of the time that I was there, and I just decided to explore. So I got to see a lot of things just by myself. And then we spent several days together 
in Kyoto and enjoying all of that as well. And then the next summer, it was really cool because she had a trip to Australia and she's like, hey, Shelly, do you want to come over? You know, I, I'm going to have to work, but we're going to have time as well. So I got to go to Sydney and then also uh, go to Cairns and go to the Great Barrier Reef and enjoy that time there as well. So definitely great memories those two summers and, and just uh, spending time abroad. Wow. Um, so it's just, yeah, fate just like led you there. Um, so your, your friend who, who worked there. Um, like, uh, with, um, Usui, right? Um, so Mika Usui is the creative kind of modern day Reiki as we know it. Um, Usui Reiki. So we're just, I'm just going to kind of put a little history in, um, for people who are kind of connecting to what we're talking about. We're going to be talking about kind of like just the inception point of Reiki for a moment. Um, Mika Osui was in the, the Kyoto and Tokyo area. So did your friend even like know about Reiki herself? No, no. And interestingly enough, you know, after um, those two summers and um, my path was, was going in the direction that I am now, of course, and um, she didn't necessarily agree with my life changes so we we've no longer been in contact um but as we recognize too you know we do come together for as i said a reason or a season and i know that part of that journey was you know saying yes to those opportunities and being there and you know at the same time yes feeling a little sad that um, we're not still in touch but i feel like we're growing in different directions yeah, yeah. Um, that's something really important to talk about because throughout our life, as we change, as we grow, um, you know, people just don't resonate with everything that makes us so joyful and happy. Yeah. You know? And we have to like really stick within the commitment of loving ourselves, you know? So I, I kind of have this like, you know, belief that you know, we come from love, we'll go back to love. And, um, you know, maybe while we're on earth, the time that we share with others that we, we you know, the, the, the lifetime that we share with others, what I want to say is that might not personify love like we remember, but when we see them again, you know, without the limitations of this lifetime, we can return back to that love. So it's kind of like a temporary goodbye, right? Or it's a temporary like later, <laughs> right? Yeah. You know, the way I look at it too, Kelly, is, you know, once again, we're all having our human life experience. And when we realize that we're having our experience as is everyone else, then as we change and grow and evolve, others will too. And sometimes the relationships shift and, you know, it's not good or bad. It just is. And to me, the more that we honor that path and yeah, we are human. So we're going to feel that gamut of emotions. And yes, we can miss someone and yes, we can be sad. But I feel, too, that, you know, just coming back to that energy of love and just saying, yes, but look at what that relationship offered me. Look what I learned and look how we grew, even though we may have grown apart. Absolutely. There's, you know, a wealth to be shared within that, you know, and then you just you, you move on while um, you're just continuing to grow. And there's there's other loves that come into your life. 
Yes. So life keeps going no matter what life keeps going. Um, where do you find yourself right now with your latest spiritual pursuits? Yeah, so I'm really blessed to be a part of helping parents heal, to be a provider for them. So I um, know that that's part of my calling, working with these parents and and um, assisting them where I can. I'm actually going to be um, at, at their conference that they're having in Phoenix in August. So be offering some private sessions and be part of a group reading that's going to be done. And I really love Lily Dell. That is one of my favorite places to visit. I first went there in 2014 and I've been blessed to teach there every year um, except for I think it was 2019 that I or 2018. I don't remember the 2017, uh, but I've been there every year when um, COVID was here. I did teach virtually, but I did miss being there in person, but I am going to be um, teaching there again in July of this year. So it's one of my favorite places to, to visit. And Kelly, have you been to Lilydale? Yeah, yeah. I, uh, I've i been to Lilydale a couple of times. I had the pleasure to, to teach one year too. It was an nice. honor. Yes, it, it's like to me, just the grounds, of course, are just very sacred. And um, it's hard to describe unless you actually visit there, right? No, it really is. It, it just has this beautiful energy in the air and the trees kind of sing and um, it's very quaint and a lot of the people there are very happy and supportive of you know what mediumship is and there's tremendous history there. Yeah. So whether you're just kind of curious or whether you know you, you know a lot about mediumship, there's um, a lot for everybody. A lot of classes always going on, you know, uh, um, and free events too. Yeah, so I, I highly, I could go on and on about Lilydale, but it's, it's really nice. Definitely worth it to see at least once in your lifetime. Yes, I agree. Yeah. Um, what brought you to Lilydale initially? Like, uh, for instance, I just, I've always wanted to go, but I, I, I came through a vehicle of a class the first time. Okay. Yeah. The, my, my first time I just, I'd heard about it. And so that was uh, probably 2012, 2013. And then I, um, discovered how to apply to teach there. So I did that in 2013 to, be accepted to teach there in 2014. And I was just completely enamored uh, when I walked on the grounds and felt the energy. And um, once I, um, in essence, got a taste for it, it was like, oh, I just want to come back and visit, even for a short visit, um, and, you know, just enjoy being there. Absolutely. What, what does, like, the history mean to you? Well, definitely even the idea of uh, the suffrage movement, you know, the empowerment, I, I get really um, absorbed in just walking in the museum and looking at the precipitated paintings and all of the other artifacts that are part of the history, because I've always been fascinated with that. I had the pleasure of teaching at Camp Chesterfield in Indiana in 2019, which is another spiritualist community, and they have a lot of precipitated uh, spirit paintings as well. So that to me, just being immersed in that energy um, and indulging my fascination with that, I, I could just spend a lot of time, as I said, looking at each item. There's like a huge correlation I find between like 
Camp Chesterfield and uh, Lilydale. Like, uh, you know, I, I, it's, I never heard about it growing up. I, or, you know, even as I progressed within my life, I never heard about Camp Chesterfield. And it was kind of like in my backyard. And the right. first time I heard about Camp Chesterfield is when I went to Lilydale and people were talking about it. So how did how did you come to, to learn about yeah, it? Yeah, I had heard about it. Um, the lady that facilitates the spirit fairs that I'm a part of, she studied there. And that was many decades ago. And, and she was telling me about it. And, you know, I had seen some of the artifacts even at the Lilydale Museum. And it said, you know, obtained from Camp Chesterfield or things like that. So I feel like, you know, that may have been more prominent at one point than what it is now. But nevertheless, it's still something that people love to visit and be a part of. But there's a lot of history in both places. I feel like um, and there's even a place in Maine. I can't think of the name of it offhand, but it's a spiritualist community as well where people would go and uh, teach and then, of course, take classes. Very cool. I don't think I know about that one. Yeah, I, I can't think of it offhand, but I've seen like Joe Scheel, um, who is uh, a medium. He's taught there. So uh, I'll have to check it out and recall the name. Very cool. Um what do you feel like is something that you want to explore next? Because it seems like you're always learning. It seems like, you know, there's there's something that catches your eye and you're like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to learn about this now. Right. Yeah, I'm really fascinated. I, I love, you know, the idea of channeling and, you know, I channel information anyway, but I've not taken a trance. Um, mediumship class. I've done trance healing, but that's something that really fascinates me. And, and having seen um, several mediums do that, um, and even thinking of the physical mediumship aspect, I, I'm very curious about that. It's really fascinating. It's really Absolutely. Um, I think that really, you know, if you have a background in healing work, I think that will be easier to you than most then. It's a lot of less stillness. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's a lot of channeling and stillness. Um, okay, very cool. I like that, you know, that's a complete, um, you know, area that you're looking into. I think, you know, a lot of people don't know that there's different types of mediumship. There's like physical, there's trance, there's mental mediumship and um most people work with mental mediumship right yep um do you see yourself um i guess doing more books do you see yourself authoring you know more within your life and just adding to the way that you teach and the way that because it's just like i feel it's it's so natural for you to speak and write and it's just there's more coming. Yes, I, I definitely love to write, but it's one of those things, too. Um, it's like I need to devote time to it, because if I don't, then I don't feel like I have um, the time, if that makes sense. So I like I have to have the time to feel inspired, to share. I've been very blessed to be able to 
uh, speak several times at different Unity churches. So this is something in the area. I'm here in Oklahoma, and, and so I speak once a month at a Unity Church in Bentonville, Arkansas, and periodically at one in Fayetteville, and also uh, periodically at one in Tulsa, Oklahoma. So I've, I've got several coming up again, so I like to prepare uh, my talks in advance and be inspired to do that. And I, I thought too, at one point, you know, maybe I wanted to explore the idea of becoming a Unity minister. And, you know, I kept thinking about it because as I mentioned before, Unity Village, where I took the class with Sonia Choquette, I just love the energy of it, love the idea. But then I also wondered if that would restrict me from being able to do mediumship because they, they believe in that, but some areas, of course, are more receptive to it. And I just didn't ever get yet the absolute nudge to pursue that type of ministry. So uh, not saying that that's completely out of the picture, but I'm, I'm just waiting um, to have that spark. So in essence, I, I get to have that opportunity in regards to speaking to these churches, um, but not having the to fulfill the requirements of being a unity minister to do that. Yeah. Um, yeah, there's different requirements for different churches. Um, like to not just be, I guess, um, a minister for a spiritualist church, right? Right, right. Um, interesting, fascinating. Um, no, no, I mean, that seems something that would give you so much joy, um, kind of like coming full circle. What is, What are things that you do within your life to facilitate your joy and maintain that vibration for yourself, that love and that joy? Yes. Well, prior to coming on, um, it's been raining here in Oklahoma. I know you said you love thunder and, and rain and all that. Well, we've had plenty of it today, uh, Kelly, but I, I just enjoy even sitting at the window when I get a break and watching the birds and watching um, them coming. The hummingbirds are here. I just saw an Oriole and, and others. And so enjoy spending that time doing that. I have lots of flower beds here at our home and I like to um, maintain them and, and just see what emerges from the earth each day. And, and salsa is on my list too. So, so chips and salsa bring me joy as well as lavender. And I love uh, clean sheets on the bed. That's one of those things. If I could do it every day, I would totally do that. It just, you know, takes a little time to, to change the sheets, but um, you know, just little things like that. And, and, you know, I'm all about, you know, if something feeds your spirit and lights you up, then do it. You know, this life is meant to be lived. And so it is doing what we love and thriving. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, <laughs> that's you're making me laugh with the clean sheets every day. You're like, hey, yeah, right. It's the right? little thing, right? Yeah. How, about, uh, how about dragonflies too? I, I see you have one around your neck. and that's something Yes, I love dragonflies. They are definitely... Um, something near and dear to me. Not only do they frequent the place, but they have a special meaning. And, you know, when we think of the animal messenger book, I have uh, this one right here, Ted Andrews. Um, they're a reminder to shine. So time to shine. Time to shine. Yes, uh, yes. I even um, got, got one on the wrist, a tattoo that says shine. And the other one says love with a butterfly. The butterfly. Yeah. <laughs> That's very cool. Um, do you have butterflies and, and dragonflies come to you in some unique locations because of that? 
Yes, and and I'm here in a rural area, so I we we live on 13 acres, and uh, with all this rain, everything is greened up um, over the past 24 hours, and just everything's growing, and yeah, lots of uh, wildlife come, and of course the birds and the butterflies and dragonflies and all of that. That's that's beautiful. Yeah, I didn't know there was so much land around you. Sounds gorgeous and green. Yes, yeah, gorgeous and green. I, I live an hour from Tulsa, so we've got a, a big city close by and several smaller towns, but um, I, I definitely appreciate the nature environment versus um, the, the busyness of life that can happen in a city. So what do you say to people who, I mean, everyone's in a different location. You know, some people are in the city, some people are rural. Um, suburbs, and sometimes they don't have access to, you know, bookshops or teachers or events. What did you do within your life? I, I'm sure a lot of driving. <laughs> well, definitely a lot of driving. It's a beautiful blessing over the past couple of years as so many people are going online, as you know. I mean, thankful to Zoom and to these opportunities that we can have in this way, you know, for connecting. So I, I love the internet. You know, of course, I was alive before the internet came. And, and, and the idea is, you know, we can literally at the tip of our fingers, um, access anything. So a lot of it is practicing discernment and make sure that uh, the resources are credible because some things as we know out there, it may be that we've got to run it through our filter and decide, does this resonate with me? And how do you live your life by discernment with like yeah, a lot of things? <laughs> Yeah, I'm smiling because I had several um, experiences when I was first waking up where I just, what someone would tell me, I would believe. And, you know, some people may say, well, you're just naive. But, you know, part of that is learning discernment that just because someone tells you something doesn't mean it's true. We can run it through that filter, you know, and I, I distinctly remember me, I had an attachment and they needed to remove it from me. And for X amount of money, they would take care of it. And of course, I was like, oh my gosh, you know, yes, take care of it. And, and um, not saying that they gave me something, Kelly, but, but after I was done, I felt worse. And someone else is like, yep, this is what happened. Don't ever let someone approach you in that way and, and tell you this, you know, because they probably don't have the highest intention when they're doing that. And so I, I learned definitely from that experience. How did you um, build up connecting to your truth? How did you awaken yourself? A lot of it was, um, you know, even knowing about the solar plexus, shining our light, feeling confident, feeling empowered. And, you know, I, I even think, remember when I was young and in Sunday school, singing that song, This Little Light of Mine. And it is, you know, coming back to, wow, we are powerful beings. We are all lights, you know, and as, you know, we think about that we can each shine in our own beautiful, unique way, knowing that I don't have to dim my light so that someone else can shine. You know, that to me is what's really important, that we can all shine together. Do you have, you said you're very clear sentient. Do you have sensations within your body as you, you know, learned more about your light and you know, let yourself shine and, and trusted yourself? 
Um, do you have sensations when someone lies to you or they're not, they're being disingenuine or there's certain things within their energy that, you know, you, you're aware yeah. of? Yes. And, and a lot of it, I, I will literally feel sick to my stomach and get a headache and just overwhelming, uh, feel bad. And I know that, oh, this, this is not good, or this is low vibration, this kind of feeling. And it is a matter of doing some clearing, cord cutting, um, centering to, to bring myself back to that. You know, I know there's all different vibrations all different frequencies. And as I like to say, you know, none's not good or bad. It's just a, a vibration, you know, so think of things that feel higher, lighter, brighter, like joy and love. And then the lower vibrations are the fear and the worry and so on. And so even people that may be very consumed with fear and worry, being around people like that, it can make us feel heavy. It can make us literally feel, um, you know, nauseous feeling, too. So I, I think once again, um, whether myself or other people that are sensitive to energies, it is just knowing what our energy feels like and then know how what we feel when we are around other people. Yes, and it can be as subtle as we just all of a sudden we have a different behavior or a thought and it's because it's influenced by you know, someone else and to, to build up our energy so strong that we start, you know, being influencers in ways that, you know, are helpful. Hopefully we're all human. We're all very human. But yes. And, and we all have the power to shift energy. I mean, even coming to a place that feels heavy, then we can just smile at someone and shift the energy in the room. We can speak to someone. You know, that's why I, I remind people too, especially that, you know, we don't know what is going on in someone else's life. This is why we can have compassion. We can hold space, but we don't ever want to be in a place of judgment because we're not walking in their shoes. So it is a matter of, of just knowing that, um, you know, allowing people to have their experience, but at the same time, you know, just holding space for them and, and thinking of them uh, whenever we can, that is enough to move some energy also. Stepping into the role of a, a spiritual teacher. Um, and yes, like we don't always know what's going on within everyone's life. And a lot of people um, come to you for help, for understanding, for clarity. So being a teacher and a speaker and an author, um, I, I'm talking about the way that you communicate and share your life and your voice. Did you ever have to rectify putting yourself on um, a public platform and really showcasing your life and being so vulnerable? Well, uh, what's coming uh, to, to share with that is definitely um, Reiki helped me to feel more confident to be able to share messages. Um, one thing I've experienced since I was young is essential tremor. So uh, my hands shake and people may look at me, especially if I'm holding a microphone in my hand, that I'm nervous. And I'll, I'll be like, no, I'm not nervous. I just you know, my handshake, it's something I deal with. But I will tell you before Reiki, I would be very um, nervous to, to be in front of people to share a message, whatever it may be. So I know that Reiki came into my life first to prepare me for what was next. And, you know, the main thing too, is to just know that even if I share a message, share a personal story, that 
you know, I may feel very vulnerable to share that if it affects one person in a positive way, then that's all that matters. And sometimes we don't even realize the power, once again, we behold by sharing a message with someone or even seeing them. You know, I, I keep thinking back to the quote um, from Brene Brown, show up, be seen, answer the call. And, and it can be hard work showing up and, and being seen. And the idea, too, is just to know that, once again, we're all human and we're here having this human life experience together. And, and sometimes our paths cross in beautiful ways. And other times they may cross it at later times. But even coming back to knowing that we're all powerful creators, we just have to become aware so that we can create consciously. Absolutely. And so becoming more aware and, you know, just continuing to live our lives where we are investing within ourselves, you know, yes. we are putting ourselves out there and we might be nervous whether we're speaking or whether we're taking a class, right? We might right. be nervous to show up, but there's a reason that we were called to show up and the rest will unfurl and to trust. To um, trust. Yeah. Absolutely trust. Um, speaking of awareness and for people to see you and find you, what are some of the classes you have going on where people can come and join you at or um, where can people just find you on social media? Yeah. So uh, first of all, my website is ShellyRWilson.com. you got to put that R in there or you're going to get someone who's not me. And uh, I'm on social media on Instagram at Intuitive Medium Shelly. Also on Facebook at Intuitive Medium Shelly. And then I also have a page for Journey into Consciousness and Embracing the Magic Within. And I am going to be in Lilydale in July. And those classes are going to be offered online via Zoom as well. And I do plan to offer... Um, some additional classes. I During the summer, I don't like to book a lot um, because I do enjoy my time outdoors, um, but do plan to offer a um, development class series. Again, I offered this in February and March, and I do plan to offer that eight-week series again in the fall. So if you would like to sign up for my newsletter, or you can just um, visit my website periodically, I'll be posting that information once it's confirmed. Excellent. So come find Shelly. There are a multitude of offerings that I'm sure would perk your interest. Shelly, thank you so much for being on the show today. Is yes, there... well, thank you. Absolutely. Keep shining, Shelly, because you're doing amazing. Yes. Thank you. I, I uh, you know, shine my light and I shine it back your way and we'll, we'll bounce our light back and forth. <laughs> right? <laughs> right? Golden light everywhere. Let's do it. <laughs> it's funny. Uh, you know, I've been thinking about golden light a lot uh, for some reason. Uh, well, actually, it's not for some reason. I could go into a story about it anyway. But golden light, I'll take it. Let's shine it. And um, thank you so much. Is is there anything that you'd like to share um, before we go? I don't usually ask people that, but yeah, I want to yeah, let's just, um, I'll pull the card real quick. This is from the Cards of Environment. And the message coming forth says, achieving the outcome you seek, which is a sunflower. So this is that reminder to stay in your power, to really become, get clear about what you want and know that you can create that. Sunflower, it's the, you know, the symbol of mediumship. It's yes. the 
symbol of uh, so very much. It is yellow and golden, like the lights were shining. Yes. <laughs> I love that you pulled a card, so beautiful. Thank you so much, Shelly. Um, until next week, everybody, I'm gonna wish you love, luck, light, and a fantastic week. Take care. Thank you.